to Feed the Sheep Podcast. I am your host, Ross Steele. Today, we're going to be diving into materialism and God, or materialism and the gospel. Uh, We're going to be focusing a little bit on the materialistic church that is in our world today, uh, and then diving into a couple other things, getting into scripture a little bit. Um, But as you all know, before we get into that, we're just going to start in a word of prayer. Father God, I thank you uh, for this morning. Uh, As I record, I just pray that you be with me, that you anoint me and my words. May they be exactly what you want to be said, Father. And for those who are listening, anoint their ears, Lord, to, to comprehend, to fully understand and grasp your goodness and your grace and your mercy that you provide every single day. And I pray that you soften the hearts of those who are listening today. For those that are wondering uh, more about you, Father, that they may dive in a little bit deeper and uh, just to, to surround themselves with the community that they need to, to answer these questions that they have about you and who you are. So in your name I pray, amen. All right, we are diving right into it, folks. Uh, we are going to start with uh, the question is, can a materialistic church win people to Christ through the gospel? And me, personal opinion, this is just an opinion, y'all. This isn't necessarily, um, it's not necessarily, you know, truth or facts or anything, but but I'm, my thoughts, and then I'm going to back it up here a little bit. So me, first things first, we as a materialistic world cannot win people to Christ as a materialistic church. It's just, it, it's just, no. It, you, you can't because the thing is, we're set apart. We're supposed to be set apart. Jesus was sent to the earth in human flesh, and he was set apart. He didn't conform to the ways of the world. The ways of the world teach us uh, how to be greedy and prideful and jealous and angry and, and envy and everything that God is not. And when we're supposed to be spreading the gospel, sharing the gospel, advancing the kingdom, uh, building the kingdom, advancing the gospel, uh, it's very hard to do when you attach stuff to it. Uh, just trying to keep it straight, keep it real, keep it simple. Um, I don't think a materialistic church can win people to Christ because what it does is we, we aren't showing that Christ is all satisfying. We aren't showing that he is above all, that he, that he uh, can, can provide all things, that he can uh, win all things. It's showing that Christ plus stuff is all satisfying. It's showing that Christ plus things are above all. It's showing that you only receive this or that because Christ and stuff. Does that mean, uh, and, I, and I just want you to just ponder on that a little bit. You know, we live in a very materialistic world. So when we are, as the church, um, you know, in the gospel, trying to advance the gospel, it, it has nothing to do about stuff. It, it literally says nothing in there. I mean, Jesus was a carpenter. He had to make a living somehow. Uh, 
all of his disciples all had different tasks. Some were fishermen and, and others uh, were, I mean, people were, they were selling tents on the side just to, you know, get by, to, to, to make a living uh, while they were traveling with Jesus. And, you know, wood making, whatever it is, um, it shows that the greatest work that was ever done on earth would be Jesus and his disciples. And they had nothing. Just think about that. They had, they had nothing. So why are we trying to win people to Christ and win people to church with stuff? Because the thing is, there's a saying that goes, you know, uh, somebody said it once, I don't exactly remember who, but it basically, they, they say, uh, talking about relationships, they say, whatever you, whoever you are to win that person better be your authentic self, better be your most true, genuine self, because what you do to win somebody is what you're going to do to keep them. So if you're not being you and you're putting on a show or front just to win the approval of some some girl or some guy, and then you kind of fall out of that because that's not really who you are, you're going to lose them. And the same goes with the church. Because the thing is, when we bring people to church, absolutely outstanding. And I, and I believe that, that God can still work in the midst of, of whatever it is. He can still work through the materialism. He can still, good can still come out of it. I'm not saying that, that it can't, um, but I'm saying when all that stuff goes away, what are we left with? Because all that's temporary. Just, just as an example, um, I know a church I used to attend just for a little while. Um, I don't anymore. Uh, it's considered a pretty large church uh, in the Indianapolis area. Um, and they had a they had a cool series where I don't know the exact name of it, and I'm not gonna tell you the name of the church, uh, but I don't know the name of the title the series either. But basically, they brought in uh, a bunch of bunch of like really cool cars, rare cars like Ferraris and race cars and other things. And although I love cars, I think it was absolutely incredible. And I even went to a, a, a message one time, but the, the pastor that spoke, he actually brought a minivan, which was funny. Uh, and this isn't me bashing on the church, like this church specifically. I'm just setting an example here that they had the series. They brought in all these really cool cars. Like people came, uh, you know, just to check out the cars and you were able to preach the gospel for it. That's great. Now, when the cars go away, when all the items and all the stuff and all the things go away, what are you left with? Where are you? I, I would bet that any newcomers that came at that time, because of the things and the stuff, uh, I would probably say 20% stayed. But if we brought them in for one reason only, without the stuff, without the things, without the material, it would be far more impactful and they would stay 100% of the time, almost. You could say 99%, just to be devil's advocate here. And that's just what it is. A materialistic church cannot win people to Christ. 
because we are in a materialistic world and we're supposed to be set apart. Christ has set us apart. Christ was set apart. Christ is set apart. He always will be set apart. So why are we conforming to the way of the world? It doesn't make sense. How are we to fill the church with his people if we are filling it with stuff? We're, we're taking up all the room of stuff. And that's, that goes to say like all the, all the lights, all the shows, all the, all the, the nice chairs and, and, and furniture throughout the coffee shops, like all this stuff's great. And it's not that it's bad. It's not sin. Um, it's just, our goal is to, to, to advance the gospel and build the kingdom. And how are we to do that when we have no room for people in the church because we're filling it with stuff? And to live like God is gain, not things. And we need to put our hearts in God and not more stuff in the world. Put our hearts in God and not more stuff in the world. Imagine that. We have, you know, you just bought a, a, a new car. Say you, say you just bought a Jeep. You're probably listening, maybe right around in it right now listening. Um, or even that... Uh, you just had, you know, a great accomplishment. You just got a house or um, you just got a new Xbox or PlayStation or, or you just got a new makeup set, whatever. Uh, we put our hearts in it. And when we put our hearts in it, it shows where we want to be. Because where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. It says right there in Matthew 6, 19 and 21, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, for neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will also be. So where is your treasure? Is your treasure in your belongings? Is it in your... In your uh, accomplishments is your treasure in uh, your stuff your things your possessions because here's what I can tell you possessions produce pride I have things I do I do I have things I'm not gonna sit here and say like I don't because I do um, but my heart my, that's not my treasure my, my my possessions aren't my treasure because right there possessions produce pride and pride is a very dangerous sin. It, it, is, it is so easy to become prideful, to become proud, become prideful, to, to, to walk around, you know, showing off all you have and all you've done. But here's the thing, those who have accomplished the most in this world, those that you would say are super successful, I can guarantee you 100% of them, unless they know Christ, have a relationship with Christ, and give all the glory to Him for all that they have, I can almost guarantee you 100% of them will say that there's still more, that it's not enough. Because it's not, that's the thing. It'll never be enough because when when we, when you're putting your, your, your heart where your treasure is, and your treasure is in your possessions, and your heart's with your possessions, but your possessions are temporary. What is permanent is eternal life. Eternal life in heaven, eternal life for yourself, uh, your acquaintances, your friends, your family. And that goes into a whole nother talk of, of are we actively 
pursuing Christ? Are we actively advancing the gospel in his kingdom? In 1 Timothy 6.10, for the love of money is the root of all evil. And this is a common misconception that people outside the church that don't actually know scripture, they're like, oh, well, if money is evil, then why do you have it? You know, why don't you just give it away? Well, guess what? It's not the fact of money being evil. It's the love of money being the root of all evil. Because when you have the love for money, you're always going to be chasing money. When you have the love for Christ, you're always going to be chasing Christ. You see? You see where the difference is? The, the thing is, Christ is permanent. Money is temporary. So when you place your heart and your money and your possessions, the love of money is the root of all evil. There's sin that grows off of that that, that only, you can never fathom. I promise you that. But see, the, the thing about it is that God gives you riches, and they're good. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say he, he doesn't you know, bless people. He doesn't give people riches or, or things like that, and that it's bad when he does. Riches are good to, to advance the gospel and grow the kingdom. Maybe, maybe you're not somebody who, who's ever thought, I really want to go on a missions. I really want to go on missions, uh, whether it be in the country, in country, out country, whatever it is. You're always like, I don't really want to go. But you could be the person that, that bankrolls somebody to go. You could be the person that's bankrolling somebody to go to missions, to, to, to advance the gospel, to, to build the kingdom and grow the kingdom and, and spread his name all around. That's the thing. Uh, we are blessed by blessing. I say that as it goes to say, uh, in Proverbs 19.1, says, Better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool. I'll read that again. Better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool. You're wondering, well, I don't, I don't necessarily understand that, maybe. Or maybe you, you totally, and it resonates with you, and you totally understand it which is great, uh, but also scary at the same time for you, I bet. Because it's not about what we have. It's about who we are. Where do you, where do you align your identity with? Who do you align it with? Is it with your possessions? Is it with your things? Is it with your accomplishments? Or is it with Christ? Because Christ is all-knowing. Christ is uh, omnipresent. Christ is, is, is always here. He's always around. And he sent his son in human flesh to bear the cross for our sins. What did, what did money ever do for you? Besides, you know, buy you, I don't know, a watch or a car or whatever. It's all temporary though. You may not have that watch or car in the next 10 years. God will still be there. Be rich in giving. Be rich in giving. This takes me to Mark 12, uh, right at the very end, uh, last verses 41 to 44, talking about um, the widow's offering. Uh, it says, Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. 
Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given me more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. The thing is, it's not bad to be rich. It's not bad to have things. I just don't want you to place your identity in that, to, to, for that to be your treasure, where your heart lies. And if you, if you do have possessions and you do have money and you feel like maybe you've taken a little bit too much pride in that or in those things or items or money, whatever it is, if you feel that way, it's super easy to just give it, give it up to God, give it up to him. The, the biblical antidote to materialism is extravagance, sacrificial giving. So if you are that person today, maybe you're listening, you're like, man, maybe, maybe, maybe I do feel a little bit of pride um, in, in my car or, or, or my business or, or my relationships, whatever it is, uh, talking materialism, materialistically, just give it up to him. And the way to do that is extravagant, sacrificial giving. Make a sacrifice for him today because he paid it all for us. He paid it all for you. So don't you also want to be a sacrifice back? Sacrifice something for him. Sacrifice something that is just extravagance. Something that maybe you have felt called to do. Maybe that's paying somebody's way on missions or, or, or just actually tithing for once because you're, you don't tithe because you're not gaining anything from it is what your thought may be. But the thing is, you're gaining everything from it. You are gaining everything from it. Let's focus on giving not hoarding. Focus on giving, not hoarding. Focus on sacrificing and not indulging. Those are my challenges for you, is to, to focus on the giving and not the hoarding in your life. Focus on the sacrificing and not indulging. Let me close this out. Father God, I thank you. <laughs> thank you for all that we have. I thank you for each individual that is listening today. I thank you for blessing them in the lives that they have, for putting breath into their lungs and breath into my lungs, Father. I thank you for, for the vision and, and the passion that you've given me to advance the gospel and to build the kingdom. And I pray that in everything I do or say, may it be for your glory. May the anointing uh, be there, Lord. And for those who are listening and maybe feel a little convicted today, I just pray for them that they give it up to you. They give it up to you just in this simple prayer, Father. Lord, I surrender it all. You have paid it all and I surrender it all to you. It is all yours, it is not mine. I find my identity, I find my treasure in you, Jesus. I pray for each individual as we go out this week uh, or into the weekend, whatever it may be, Lord, that 
they are there to glorify you in all that you all that they do lord to spread your uh, name to all for all to hear in your name and pray amen